Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dishing Up Digital podcast. It's been a while. Okay, it's been like one week, one and a half weeks. We skipped an upload because I've had some pretty major things going on in the background, which if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen. Uh, I had a baby, guys. And business baby, I should clarify. (laughs) And as we know, in the early infant stages of any child, of any business baby, it's very demanding. There's a lot of work happening. (laughs) So today I wanted to sit down and film just a really chill, casual update podcast episode to share with you guys my new business. And this is also going to be like part one of a bit of a two-part, three-part potentially series of just documenting what it's like to launch an entirely new business and talking about the marketing strategies to grow a brand new business as well. So I'm literally going to be using myself almost like a client, almost like a case study and exposing all of those strategies for you guys. So coming up in next week's episode, it's going to be all about uh, growing your Instagram account from zero followers and the strategies I'm using there. But for now, I wanted to kind of do an introductory kind of episode where I just explained what my business is about, how it happened, uh, the ins and outs of registering the business, finding the space, all of these kind of things. Um, And the real behind the scenes journey of what's been happening the past couple of months, like three months, I want to say. So if you haven't seen on Instagram, I've been posting about it every day. No doubt if you do follow me on Instagram, you will know my new business is called McKenzie Studios. McKenzie Studios is a content studio, basically a content lifestyle studio, a space that has been purpose built for influencers, entrepreneurs, creatives, content creators to come in, hire the space and shoot content, whether that's for your website, your social media, your YouTube, anything like that. It is the dream content creation space. Unlike other photography studios where it's all about the white wall, the studio look, this is almost like an Ikea meets Airbnb situation. (laughs) We're going to have little setups, you know, sofas, bookcases, little areas and armchairs, different setups for you to shoot your content. And the idea is that you can come in whether you want to bring a photographer with you and hire a photographer or if you're just wanting to shoot content like yourself like just like me with your tripod and you come in you bring your outfits you bring your camera with you uh you bring maybe some props if you've got some particular brand colors so like for me I'd bring my pink suit obviously (laughs) I'd probably bring some pink flowers um you know maybe some books maybe my laptop as a prop all of that kind of stuff but the space itself is set up for you we're gonna have studio lights in there that you can use we're gonna have you know the beautiful sofas with cushions the lighting is stunning like the actual building that I've got I'm still blown away by it every time I walk in I'm like whoa this is mine. What the hell? Like, this is so stunning. And the building is actually a hundred years old. It was built in the 1920s, beautiful natural light, big beams across the ceiling. And it's just exactly what you want to create content. And the reason I wanted to start this space is because I know personally how hard it can be to shoot content in your own house. We don't all have great lighting. Uh, Some of us like me are not the best at cleaning. So you go to shoot content and you're like, oh, I haven't put the washing away. Let me try crop that out on this side. And oh, there's 
last week's washing still not packed away. I'm just exposing myself. It's really untidy Percy. It's clean washing, guys. I'm just really bad at packing it away in my wardrobe. Um, likewise, I know there are mums out there who are struggling looking after the kids or the kids stuff is everywhere. Or maybe you don't actually have an office. Maybe you're just working on your laptop in the bedroom or laptop in your on your dining table, anything like that. I know content creation isn't always easy. It's also hard to find the time when you're at home, there's distractions around you, postman's arriving, phone's going, kids need picking up from school, all of those sorts of things. So I wanted to make content creation easy and create this space where people can come and just focus on their business and this little dreamland that's all set up, that it's all tidy, it's beautiful, looks trendy, fashionable, homey, and just makes content look beautiful and makes content creation that much easier. So you can hire the space for two hours, four hours, or like a full eight hour day and batch create some reels, film some B-roll, create some talking reels, all of that kind of stuff. You could shoot headshots for your website. If you're an agency, you could bring your team along and do photos together for, for the website, all of that kind of stuff, any marketing material. Like whenever I have these content days, I, I literally do photos for the newsletter, photos for the website, reels, TikToks, behind the scenes footage, YouTube videos, all of that. Uh, Tara and I did this recently for our YouTube channel, actually, but we hired an Airbnb purely because we couldn't find a studio that met our needs. We didn't want a white wall. We didn't want studio backdrops. We wanted it to look like a beautiful home, but we wanted to get out of our own houses, especially like Tara. She doesn't have the best lighting. Um, for me, I'd literally just moved because I was like, my, my house is chaotic. So hiring an Airbnb was our only option. And that was where I was like, this is not cool. We need more content studios. We need studios for creators, entrepreneurs, and influencers. And me being the entrepreneur that I am was like, hey, <laughs> if no one's doing it, I'm going to do it myself. And I had actually thought of this idea about two years ago, um, a year, two years ago, must be two years ago when I had just moved to Wellington and someone opened up a content studio there. And unfortunately it was up on Carpety Coast and I tried to basically hire the space again a few months later and it had kind of seemed to have closed down. It didn't seem like it was running anymore. So I don't know what happened there, but I got to experience how incredible it was for my business. And I knew if the right person were to set it, step in, create a space similar to this, but even better, and market it in the right way, it could be a really successful business structure. The other vision that I have for the space is hiring it out for events. So people want to do a product launch, a PR event, a training, a workshop. We've also already had people contact us about doing floral workshops, business workshops, all various different types of things, which is amazing. And also potentially some weddings further down the line, because it is actually a really big, a really big space. It's 140 square meters. So that's the vision and that's where the idea came from. And two years ago when I thought about doing this and I wrote up a business plan, I was like, nah, I can't afford this. <laughs> I was like, this is too much money. I don't know where to begin. I can't find any spaces in Wellington. I'm too scared. And I benched it. And it wasn't until after having that day with Tara and being really frustrated, um, filming up at YouTube videos in an Airbnb. And then also when I was going to London and I realized over there, there are content studios everywhere. And I had 
booked a photographer and was trying to find a location to do a shoot and I was just spoiled for choice. There were so many of these amazing content studios and unfortunately I ended up having to cancel my photo shoot because I got COVID in London and couldn't reschedule with a photographer but one day we'll get back there and it just got me thinking and I remember telling my partner before the trip about like a month or two beforehand when I was booking the photographer being like this is what I need in Auckland. Why are there not more of these? And again, the thinking, entrepreneur on me. It's like, I can just start this myself. And what was really cool in that moment was explaining it to my boyfriend and having someone outside of the world of social media. He works in finance, so very different to me. I'm a marketing girly. He's a finance bro, match made in heaven. <laughs> if you're on TikTok, you will see videos about this all the time. But anyway, I digress. It was really cool to have someone like him come in and be like, damn, this is a good business model. And my boyfriend working in finance, part of his job is literally evaluating companies and seeing if they're a good investment and all of that kind of stuff. So for him to come in and be like, you've got a really good business model here. I think you should do it was the exact boost of confidence that I needed. And it was just this crazy thing that happened all in the space of a week. I was like, I'm so frustrated. We don't have any of these voice it to my boyfriend. And he's like, why haven't you started one? And I was like, oh, well, I looked into it a couple of years ago and it was like really expensive. And he's like, well, how much is it going to cost? I'm like, oh, well, like I'd need like 10 to $20,000 for like setup in the first kind of months of rent. And that was when he said to me, I could be an investor. And I was like, you know what? Let me pull up my bank account and be like, hmm, I actually have some savings here. Like I'm obviously in a way different position than I was two years ago in terms of the income in my business, how much I've scaled, but also confidence wise as well. And so I sat down and I thought, huh, I could actually do this. Like I keep talking about like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Someone needs to do this. But I was looking at things and I was like, it's actually adding up. So I started looking at spaces online just to be like, mm, let's see what's out there. And literally within two days of searching online, I saw this space online and it was actually a really reasonable price because that was the other thing that stopped me a couple of years back. I couldn't find anything that would make the idea profitable. Like the rent was too high for the spaces that it wasn't going to, you know, add up cost wise. I'd have to rent the studio out for too much. But it was just like this beautiful alignment of actually having the funds to invest having my boyfriend really on board and wanting to do it with me and be a shareholder, which is super fun. <laughs> it's the first business that we've done together and finding the space. And literally guys, like this was the only place that I looked at. I didn't look at any other spaces. I went to this one and I went with my friend, Erin, we were going to the spa together and I was like, Hey, before we go to the spa, do you want to come look at the studio with me? And she's like, um, what the hell is happening? What is the studio? Like, tell me more, please. So she was kind of like the first person outside my partner that I told the business idea to and same reaction. She thought it was awesome. And we went to the space together and it was way better than the photos. And once again, I was like, wow, okay, this could work. And bear in mind, I've never done anything remotely in the physical world of business. Everything I've done has been online business. So for me, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I went along to this viewing. I met this agent and she was like, yeah, this is a space. What do you think? And I had like a few questions and wanted to know about certain things and certain things that needed fixing and blah, blah, blah. And then the landlord 
And I kind of said like, oh, look, I'm heading away on holiday in a month's time and I'm going to be gone for four weeks. So I wouldn't be looking to take on a space for a couple of months. So I understand if like, you know, the, this might go to someone else. And it turned out that the space had been unrented for a while. It'd been on the market for a while. And she basically said to me, she's like, oh, no, it's not like renting a like residential place. You know, with commercial real estate, you're going to sign a longer lease and people are happy to wait a couple of months for you to sign on. And that blew my mind because I literally obviously just finished the process of moving from uh, Wellington to Auckland. And it's like the freaking Hunger Games when I was moving uh, was also when we had the really bad Auckland floods. So people had just lost houses and there were people really displaced or people had realized that their rental was actually super leaky and they wanted to get out. And then you had the normal amount of people like me and my boyfriend moving and looking for places. So it was awful. <laughs> and you had to move fast like we signed and we're in, in within two weeks like that's how quickly things moved and apparently it's really different in commercial real estate so if anyone had that question I am renting the space I don't own it <laughs> I can't even afford a house in Auckland let alone to be splashing the cash on buying a commercial space um but renting is a really good option. And like I said, you sign a slightly longer lease than you would with res residential. And the landlord is like a big company that owns a lot of Auckland properties. So I'm feeling pretty confident they're going to be good landlords. Fingers crossed, touch wood. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was how that process came about. And basically there was a lot of backwards and forth in terms of negotiating certain things, contracts, um, and obviously me being away in London kind of slowed down the process. So I had to set up a new company because my boyfriend was investing. All my girls out there listening, if you ever want to start a business with your partner, always start it as a new company or a new LLC if you're in uh, the States so that they don't have any ownership over your existing company. Dishing Up Digital is mine and forever will be mine probably unless I decide to sell it and retire on an exotic island one day. <laughs> but for me, it was really important if I was bringing him on as a uh, shareholder, I'm still the majority shareholder, it's still my business, he's kind of like my investor, that it would be separate. So I had to go through all the processes with registering with the New Zealand, New Zealand company's office, getting my GST number, opening up a brand new bank account. So there were lots of like paperworky things like that. And then for anyone interested, when you rent a commercial space, you also have to have like a solicitor go over the contract and the agreement, and then you have to pay for your your landlord solicitor. So there were all these other fees that I had no idea that were coming my way. So I'm very glad I didn't do it on my skimpy budget two years ago. Um, but yeah, that was how it all unfolded. And it was a very long process to the point that it only finished up the final signing and organization was all done literally as I was about to fly home to New Zealand from the UK. So I'd been back for about three days before it was officially time for me to collect my keys. So I did all the things like paying the bond, um, paying some upfront insurance fees for the building. There's also things they call it, how do I pronounce it again? OPEX? OPEX? O-P-E-X. Those are building fees you have to pay for commercial rentings um, and that cover things like the building, warrant of fitness, uh, the fire kind of alarm systems and fire safety checks, all of that kind of stuff. So again, I just want to share all this stuff because it was really interesting for me going into something a bit more like a physical brick and mortar store. It was something that I'd never experienced before. And I think it's so interesting as someone who's come from an online business. And I think 
that's what has been really terrifying about this whole process and what's really brought me back to like that OG feeling that I had in 2019 when I started Dishing Up Digital. It's terrifying to start something new and to tell people and be like, oh, their, their kind of reaction is like, so how's it going to make money? Like, how does that work? Oh, okay. I haven't heard of this before. Like those, those are the reactions you get with a new business and it makes you kind of doubt yourself a little bit. And it's been quite refreshing for me to go back to ground zero of building a business from scratch and facing all of those newbie fears again and just being like this lost little puppy going to my agent being like, I have to get a solicitor? What? Where do I find a solicitor? Me on Google being like commercial property solicitor, (laughs) all of that kind of stuff. It's actually been really fun. And I did have a period of about a week before I launched publicly that I was so nervous. I was just absolutely riddled with anxiety. I couldn't do my work properly. I was stressed and I haven't been that stressed probably since I like number one, launched my business. Number two, launched the Dishing Up Digital School. Number three, my book. So it's probably four times in my whole business journey that I've had that like anxious, panicky (laughs) fear of the unknown. Um, But this is the first time where it's been a lot of a a shorter kind of spell of anxiety and I've been able to see much more of the excitement and the other side of what was coming. I was like, this is going to be successful. I just have to believe that. So we launched on socials a couple of weeks ago now, two, three weeks ago now. I can't quite remember. Um, And the, 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 oh gosh, I'm like lost for words, tongue tied. (laughs) The response on social media has been beyond what I could have imagined. And for me, again, pivoting from online uh, into something physical and a brick and mortar or like a studio space, it's very different for me. And I've spent the last four years very consciously and strategically building my international audience, building my US follower base, because that is where I get really good core sales and where I really love working with international clients for my agency as well. So I was pretty terrified to announce the studio because I was like, how many people who actually follow me live in Auckland or live near Auckland who live in New Zealand or would travel to the studio? Like, I don't know that I have that big of a following. So again, this was the week prior, just scared out of my mind. (laughs) I know so many of you can relate to that. And when we finally went live with the Instagram post, my engagement went through the roof. My messages went through the roof. The amount of comments on this post was crazy. Like I was in tears seeing these comments people, you know, who I hadn't maybe talked to in a while, um, influencers and entrepreneurs in Auckland that I didn't really know followed me at all were commenting on this. People were sharing it. And immediately people were like, when, when does it open? When can I book in? And I did not expect that. Of course, I, I wanted that. But I was always like, yeah, it's going to be a hard slog with the marketing initially. Like we've really got to put in the work. And it's just... To see the excitement that people have over the idea was just so like solidifying for me. Sorry, I've said like so many times in this episode, but I'm overwhelmed. Um, Yeah, it was a real moment of yes, people believe in this idea. This isn't just an idea in my head that I think is a good idea. There are real people out there who are my target audience, who are the customers I want and they want the space too. That was really, really awesome to see. And from there, it's been, <laughs> the last few weeks has been a process of buying furniture, 
doing floor plans, um, trying to message brands to see if people will collaborate with us on the launch party, doing invites for the launch party, doing DIY. I've spent a lot of time at Bunnings, which is very new for me. I've also roped my boyfriend in because obviously I'm like, well, you're a shareholder, so you're actually invested literally (laughs) in the success of this company, but also you're my boyfriend, so you have to help me anyway. So it's like the double-edged sword. You have no excuses. Um, And he's been really fantastic with some of the building stuff, even though, like I said, he's a finance bro. I'm a marketing girly. We're not tradies, but everything's starting to come together and it's really exciting. And I think we've really improved the space. We've made it even better, even though it was already amazing on its own. And I'm just so excited for this new journey. And obviously, I'm not closing down any other parts of my business. We're still doing the courses. We're still doing the coaching. We're still doing my client work, the agency, all of that good stuff. This is just a fun, almost like a side hustle at this point, just a fun new adventure. And I think one thing that really came up in my mind a lot throughout this process, especially when I was feeling a bit scared to launch and, you know, sign that really intimidating multi-year contract (laughs) for the, the space and the lease. One of the things that really came up in my mind was life is so short. I want to experience all of these amazing opportunities. I want to experience the fun and the challenge of launching a studio space, a a for hire space, an event space. I want to experience this building up a business from scratch. I want to experience doing something with my partner. And I think that's something that I've gotten really good at over the past few years. Something that's really changed in my mindset is I do not care if I fail or succeed. I'm actually really invested in just enjoying the journey, enjoying the experience. And I know if this this studio was somehow a complete failure and I ended up having to sublease the place because no one was renting it out. I know that I will still gain so much experience, so much knowledge from the failure. And that's really how I look at failure now. Like failure is just either redirection or it's a lesson learned. It's never actually a failure. And for me, I know there's many other businesses in my future. There are other things I'm planning on starting at some point in my life and doing and achieving. And Nothing compares to the high of launching something new, of seeing your idea come to life. It's so exciting. So even if it fails, I know it's a lesson for the next business and I'm going to enjoy this wild ride (laughs) as I go along. And, you know, I'm pretty confident that it's not going to fail. I love the idea. I love the space. I know how to market the hell hell out of it. I'm essentially hiring myself as the social media manager and I'm putting a lot of money and effort into it to make it the best business possible. I'm not cheaping out on this. It's going to have all of the bells and whistles and it will be an amazing space. Um, But yeah, either way, I know I'm going to come out the other side and just have enjoyed it. And I don't want to be held back by fear and not do things like this just because I'm afraid of the outcome, just because I'm afraid there's this percentage chance of me failing, uh, failing, sorry. I want to make sure that I'm enjoying everything life has to offer because who knows how long I'm going to be around here and I don't want to live with any regrets. I don't want to look back on my life and be like, oh, that studio I saw that one time with my friend, I'm so annoyed that I didn't go for that. I don't want to think like that. I don't want to live with those regrets. And that's the motto and the attitude that I have towards all things business. And I hope sharing that inspires you guys to to live a little more, (laughs) to get excited 
um, to take on those challenges despite your fears. So I'm going to leave today's episode here and next week, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the marketing and social media strategy, growing your Instagram account. And then we're going to be doing a few more, uh, I guess, parts, part two or part three and four in this series as the months go on, as I grow the business, the lessons learned, you guys are going to be getting an insight to that all the way along. And yeah, make sure you're subscribed for those. We also have some other exciting episodes coming up this month back to social media management. We have a very, very exciting event coming in August that myself and my team are organizing. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.